and welcome to episode 24 of the Badland Girls. I'm Destiny. And I'm Rhea, and fear is the mind killer. I just watched Dune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, when? You and me? On this episode. I haven't oh, okay. watched it yet. But <laughs> you have a film just... podcast, so I thought maybe you were talking about it for, for repertory. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You and I, I want to hear everything about it. Um... I just wanted to say Lucifer is the light of the world. There's my weird thing to say. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes. Oh, that pleases me. <laughs> so have you watched uh, the new Dune? No, I have not. I watched it uh, yesterday. And okay, so admittedly, it has been a very long time since I've seen David Lynch's Dune. But uh, the first thing I noticed is that this Dune is less confusing to me. I found the <laughs> original Dune very confusing, and I felt like this was way less confusing. <laughs> Have you read Dune? No. Okay, I just read it. Is it confusing? Um, no. Sometimes a little bit, but not, okay. not in like a David Lynch way. Okay. I really liked uh, D- Denis Villeneuve, the director. He directed Arrival and uh, Blade Runner 2049. I loved Arrival. I think that's a great movie. Um, I did not like Blade Runner 2049 because what's the fucking point? And it didn't have a good enough point to make me feel like I needed a sequel to Blade Runner. I don't need a fucking sequel to Blade Runner. And that movie proved it. But it was very pretty. And <laughs> that's how I, I really, feel about that movie too. Oh, good. Oh, good. I really liked this. It was visually stunning. Uh, I really loved uh, the, his uh, mother, Lady Jessica. Thought she was badass. Uh, Sarah Ferguson, who was in the Mission Impossible movies, and uh, I like Timothy Chalamet. Uh, fun fact: he is the same age now as Kyle MacLachlan was when he filmed Dune in 1984. So I thought that was kind of cool. 25 years old. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. And uh, they, um, it said at the very beginning, it's part one. So I, I'm guessing there's going to be a part two at some point. I don't know when. Well, there's five books, I believe. Five or six. See, I don't even think this covered the first book completely. <laughs> Jesus. Because... <laughs> Dune is like a thousand pages or some shit. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this and I, I look forward to seeing more. Uh, I was riveted. Well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. Cause I was curious. I don't, I have mixed feelings about the way the movie looks, but I, uh, was, I'm curious enough to watch it. So I will be watching it very cool. soon. I just have to watch so many horror movies. It's hard to squeeze in anything else. No, I get it. And we're coming to the... We're winding down here in October, if you can believe it, people. Oh, yeah. Last week. Last week of October is upon us. Yeah. Before we get into our regulars, though, um, I'd like to talk about this uh, BTS Permission to Dance virtual concert that I watched on Sunday morning at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, as uh, you might remember, 
that I've detailed here. I was trying to get tickets to their four shows in LA, didn't, and then just decided to get their virtual show, which I believe is going to be the same show they're going to be performing in LA because it has the same name. So uh, it was really good. It was super entertaining. Sadly, one of the members, V, he was hurt. So he sat on a little sofa for most of the show and couldn't do any of the dancing, which was sad. And then uh, they had, they did a bunch of uh, new songs. They did the two English songs that were super famous, Dynamite and Butter. They uh, performed on a giant bed that moved around on a remote control. And then on a (laughs) giant couch that also moved around on a remote control. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then uh, they had many costume changes that were all beautiful fits, as uh, the fans say, on them. My favorite was uh, Jungkook, who is the youngest member, when they were wearing their kind of like dark emo attire, which were basically just suit jackets over sheer shirts or over nothing. Uh, Jungkook's (laughs) uh, button-up jacket was a crop top. And I think every every boy band member needs to wear a button-up crop top with nothing underneath. <laughs> the button-up <laughs> suit crop top with nothing underneath. Oh, I was just like, what is this outfit? I was like, this is delightful. That is a choice. That is very JoJo's. <laughs> yeah. Very. And then underneath it were all these silver body chains. I'll have to post a picture on on a Badland Girls to sh- to show y'all what it looked like because it was it was pretty good. It made me realize that BTS might be the best dressed of any boy band I've ever seen. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was three hours. I was fading at the end though. I'm an old lady now. Can't be doing that shit. <laughs> I was and- wondering about that. Yeah, so when they did the encore, I fell asleep during their chanting of BTS and then woke up when they came back on. And then, like, during the encore, all seven of them made a tiny speech about how much they love the fans. And I will admit, I dropped off near the end of that, so I missed two members' uh, speeches. But I did not miss any of the music performances. So, that's all that's that matters, what matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. I liked watching it. I think the last time I like bought a virtual concert was when my dad bought me Spice Girls on pay-per-view. Oh, that's fun. I don't think I've ever done a virtual concert aside from those um, live streams where you go to the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. Did you do the operas or something else? Um something else i did a mystery science theater event um some plays yeah just oh, that's cool. different stuff yeah but yes that is uh my non-halloween related uh stuff but um we're gonna get into our regulars here and then after uh, we're done discussing movies and music we're going to talk a little bit about our haunted hayrack ride experience because it was fun. It I was, was amused. Fun. Yes. All right, but uh, Destiny, why don't you kick us off? I know you have a lot to catch us up on. Yes. Okay. So I am twenty. 
four and a half movies into October. Um, nice. I left off on day 16, I believe. So that day I watched two movies with my friend Lawrence. Nosferatu, one of his favorite movies. Uh, the original silent film. And uh, this very forgettable movie <laughs> called The Widow. <laughs> what was The Widow about? I guess this widow was killing people. It was very forgettable. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh That's my, my goodness. one word sentence review of that. <laughs> or my oh. one sentence review. <laughs> oh boy. Um, when did it come out? Uh, you know what? Let me pull it up because I don't even know. I didn't even bother to look. And the Nosferatu you watched, you're talking about the silent film, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Uh, the guy who directed The Witch is doing a a adaptation of Nosferatu with our girl, the witch herself, Anya Taylor-Joy. And I'm very excited. I did hear about that. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed The Lighthouse, but The Witch is still my favorite. Yeah, The Witch means a lot to me. That is uh, a great movie. But The Lighthouse, ooh, atmosphere for days. Oh, so The Widow came out in 2020. It's about a rescue team who encounter a witch while they're looking for this missing boy in in the Russian woods. And it just wasn't what I was looking for. Oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. That's okay. They can't all be bangers. That's uh, true. <laughs> Uh, didn't change on the 17th. Watch Saw 2, which was very stupid. <laughs> uh, probably the grossest thing I've seen in a while is the needle syringe pit in that movie. Ugh. Yeah, the Ugh. lady falls in. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, on the 18th, I watched Ouija, uh, Origin of Evil. Or Ouija, Origin of Evil. Um, Mike Flanagan wrote and directed this. And I love Mike Flanagan. But I just mm, did not like this movie that much. Like, there are th- obviously it was better than <laughs> the movie that it is a prequel to. That Rhea and I saw in the theater. Uh, but I, I just... Uh, I expected more, I guess. No. Oh. That's my one sentence review. Uh, number 19, Upswing, very good movie. Bliss, which came out. Oh, goodness, when did that come out? Mm, vamp. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, it was about this artist who, uh, has this, like, crazy bender doing all these drugs, and she wakes up after the bender, and she's craving blood, and she's, yeah, yeah, and she's trying to finish this painting, and, like, she's under all this pressure, and it was a strange little bright movie. I loved it. (laughs) Cool. Um, the 20th, I watched another cool movie called Sater. Uh, this movie was really creepy and really weird. Um, it was like 
written, directed, produced, and set designed by this one guy. Um, let me grab his name. You don't have to vamp again. <laughs> I was going to, though. <laughs> I know. It's was, it was going to be great. 2019. <laughs> Directed by Jordan Graham. But yeah, it, it's about this family who's been claimed by this demon named Seder. And there's just these weird familial patterns of uh, madness that hit uh, certain people in this family where they think they're being like, that they like channel the entity of Seder and they do it through automatic writing. And when I looked up the, uh, when I looked up the filmmaker, turns out his grandma like, actually had a presence in her life she called satyr that she channeled through automatic writing so like there's a bit of fact in this fiction oh that's kind of creepy yeah it really why can't my grandma be like that (laughs) my grandma's weird but she's not that weird (laughs) (laughs) on the 21st i watched absentia Another Mike Flanagan film. Uh, This one I liked a lot more than Ouija. Uh, It's about this lady whose husband's been missing for seven years. And just as soon as she's about to move on with her life, he comes back and he's different. (laughs) Spooky. Just fucked up weird shit starts to happen. Um, It was just okay. Also, (laughs) I wish I had more. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, wish I liked it more. There were like little character things I really appreciated and liked about it. And it had a few like genuinely creepy moments, but overall it was just kind of okay. Um, on the 22nd, I watched a movie that I'm so excited to talk about. Uh, it's called Seance. Yes, you told me about this, so I'm curious to hear more. Okay, so it came out this year. It was directed by Simon Barrett, um, who worked on You're Next, and uh, he's worked with Adam Wingard. But anyway, uh, The Guest, he did that one. Uh, But it's about this uh, group of girls at this girls' school who... uh, essentially um, awake something evil and at the same time this new girl shows up and uh, gets uh, one of the girls in the very very beginning dies and she gets her old room the new girl does and then like all this weird shit starts happening around the school and this movie (laughs) at first I was like oh this is really really stupid but the more it kept building and committing to its cross-genre identity. Because <laughs> it starts out, like, I'm not going to give it away, but it starts out one way, like you think it's going to go, and then it goes a completely different way. And so there's just a lot happening. Uh, and I just really loved it. It just won me over. I saw that on Shudder, and uh, now that I've heard your praise for it, I'm going to watch it myself. Oh, I hope you like it, because I just thought it was so cool. Nice. 
Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it after you watch it. Um, one sentence review for Seance. Um, how about... Mm, oh, anything I could say would give it away. So I'm just going to say... Uh, on Wednesdays, we wear blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's got to be a movie title. Well, it's our episode title. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. Two more movies to talk about. Okay. Uh, on the 23rd, I watched Saw 3, which was even dumber than Saw 2. But okay, so like at this point, okay, so I know saw what? Okay, first of all, no, no, you know what? No, no, you need to tell me like what? How does it happen again? And in the well, second one and the third one, I know that twist of the second one because my friend told me. Well, essentially, um, the only reason I'm sticking with these movies is because after the third one, they do a Tokyo Drift, essentially. Or, or, or <laughs> You're they, kidding me. They, I mean, they don't do like a literal Tokyo Drift, but they do like a um, sort of gear shift and they become zanier. And I'm kind of waiting for it to get zany. Like, that's why I'm okay. still on board. So okay. after the third movie, apparently it gets zany. But right now it's still mired in the plot of trying to build from the first movie. And the first movie's really good. Um, but the person that takes over for the killer... After um, the events of the second movie, she's just not as good. Uh, so she's still the the person in charge in the third movie? Mm, it's complicated. I don't want to give too much away, but no, okay. she's, she's technically not. Okay. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Keep yeah, going. Keep going. I'm ready for those to get crazy. Um... On the 24th, I hung out with my sister, and she hadn't seen Halloween, so we put on 2018's Halloween and nice. watched that together, which holds up, baby. I'm so excited to watch Halloween Kills. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a bit, so continue on. Yes. Uh, and then today, uh, I'm not done with it, but I started watching <laughs> Vampire in Venice, which is also known... As, uh, excuse me, it's also known by the title of Nosferatu in Venice, the unofficial sequel to <laughs> Werner Herzog's Nosferatu. Okay. <laughs> it's possibly just the worst movie ever. Uh, <laughs> Werner, H- or, um, excuse me, um, <laughs> Klaus Kinski, like, runs around in this, like, Amadeus leftover outfit. <laughs> In bad 80s hair. Oh my god. Seducing women. And he's supposed to be really, really hot, but he's not. So it's like really, really creepy. And it's just kind of overall gross in the way that that era of movie is. I understand. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. So I got to finish that. The things I do for this podcast. (laughs) I We appreciate your sacrifices. (laughs) Thank you. Well, uh, I have a few movies to talk about as well. So I also rewatched Halloween, uh, 2018's Halloween, which is, like you said, still really good, still holds up. 
Um, and then I followed that up by watching Halloween Kills, uh, which just came out this year and is the you know official sequel of this movie. And um, I really like uh, what they're doing with the Michael Myers lore in this in this uh, trilogy that is planned. Um, they're really playing around with the boogeyman uh, myth and kind of idea that was in the first movie where, you know, Michael in the first original movie from 1978, where Michael Myers kind of like towed the line between mortal man and supernatural entity. Uh, and I feel like they're playing around with that idea in very interesting ways. And it escalates in very unexpected ways in Halloween Kills. And I'm really excited to see what happens at the end uh, in the last one, which is going to be called Halloween Ends. And um, I just think it's a really great series. And it's just great to see Jamie Lee Curtis, like, giving it her all as Laurie Strode yet again. And uh, really, really enjoy this series and, and where it's going. I'm so excited to watch it. It looks so good. I um, don't know what to expect, but I have high expectations. Nice. Nice. And then um, my second movie that I watched is I was looking just for a movie to put on in the background. So I chose this movie that came out in 2013 called Unfriended. And it was famous at the time because it, it takes place all on like an internet screen. So you like you see the main character just like only through her her uh, laptop camera and you see her switching windows on her computer and uh i so i put it on and then i immediately had to pause and come back because it was super interesting so it's basically about uh you know five shitty teens who are now <laughs> uh receiving their comeuppance from a vengeful ghost and uh it was very satisfying to watch I uh, I liked it quite a bit. I thought it's a it was a very inventive use of of a you know a kind of like a a theme kind of like you know like a Blair Witch you know like oh mockumentary. I thought it was an inventive use of like the uh, the internet kind of conceit. And then because I watched that and enjoyed it so much, I decided to dig out, uh, not dig out, but just like hunt for the um, pandemic horror film that uh, was on Shudder, premiered on Shudder last year, called Host. And Host was also super excellent. Really loved what they did with the with the kind of, um, within the framework of a Zoom call. I really liked that it was only, it was, a, it was actually as long as an actual free Zoom call is, which is an hour. And I just thought that was, that movie was so cool and genuinely had some like good jumps, jump scares i, I jumped mm-hmm. a few times oh I, I really really liked it i've watched that movie a couple of times since the first time i saw it and it's a favorite for sure yeah and host is about uh like f- five friends who you know are you know quarantined in their homes and they decide to have a seance and then shit starts to go wrong real quick and uh, it's it, that one was really cool. I I like that one a lot, and I like these kind of these kind of like uh, I guess you could call these like the children of like a paranormal activity because paranormal activity was kind of like, oh, security cameras that we've set up around our house, and uh, and now we have um now we have these movies like oh we're just gonna have a horror movie and it's just all gonna be filmed 
through a camera on our cell phones, which I think is a kind of a cool idea. I agree. I think that's um, a really good way to look at it. And very good movie. Yeah. Uh, we will be back on Halloween to finish out Destiny's 31 Days of Halloween. And I already found a couple horror movies on HBO Max that I'm planning on watching. And I will discuss those too when Halloween rolls around. Woohoo! Spooky! Uh, but let's move on to. Oh, Valley Girl. Girl. That's, That's my jam! My jam! Destiny, what's your jam? My jam is a song off of the movie Bliss is a soundtrack, which is called Abominable Black Abominable Lust. <laughs> Ooh. By the band Death Crooks. Mm. Which is as metal as I'll ever get, honestly. It's a metal song, really? Yeah. Ooh. That's pretty <laughs> cool. I'll have to look this up. I don't yeah. think we've ever talked about did you ever listen to any metal? Not really. Like a little bit here and there, but not enough to say like I know anything about it. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh my jam is from Halsey's new album, I'm Not a Woman, I'm a God, which uh, I saw her (laughs) perform. What? Sorry, I didn't know that was the title. That's great. (laughs) Uh, This album is, um, well, this song rules. It kind of has like a very dark techno Nine Inch Nails kind of feel to it. And I just love that chorus. I am not a woman, I'm a God. You know, and uh, she wore... A black like cat suit type thing when she performed it on SNL, which is where I first saw it. Which uh, our friend Rebecca actually turned me to that video because I'm thinking of getting an undercut. And she said she was inspired by Halsey's undercut, but Halsey's undercut is like super edgy. Uh, like, and I'm like, like, well, maybe I won't do that. But it was but then I'll watch this song, and then I'm like, oh wait, this song actually fucking rules. So, <laughs> so that's how I kind of came across that, and. Um, but yeah, I, that's a really good song. She has like a movie accompanying uh, her album because everybody, ever since Beyonce did it, everybody's doing it now. And, <laughs> oh, the um, visual album? Yes. Beyonce does it and everyone's like, oh shit, I should do a fucking visual album. I feel like <laughs> I've watched like two ever since the uh, Lemonade dropped. <laughs> and, um, but uh, yeah. Uh, I I haven't had a chance to listen to her new album yet, so I'm looking forward to it. So, yep, that's awesome. Well, to get into our little story time today, because I've been talking about it for quite some time. Uh, so on last Friday, uh, me, Destiny, and our friends went to. Uh, the Haunted Hayrack ride at Bellevue Berry Farm and we rode on the Haunted Hayrack and it was dare I say twice as fun as the last time we rode the Haunted Hayrack ride (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there was a tiny bit of drama because the small child that accompanied us did not want to go in the end which was totally okay and actually I'm very grateful she did not go on the ride because it was a little spookier than I remembered it and she would have hated it. And so I I felt bad, but uh, her dad, Rob, 
our friend Rob told me later that she felt really validated when we got off the ride and I said, it was really scary, Riley. Be glad you didn't go. Like, she felt like I, like I validated her feelings. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because I didn't know if she would be, like, offended or embarrassed if I said something like that. But no, she was just like, yes, I made the right decision. Good. So glad that's how that turned out because yeah, yeah i thought it was too scary for someone under the, under the age of 10 as well so i'm glad she didn't go <laughs> yeah me too uh the scariest part of the whole experience for me was standing in a line to get a funnel cake and being crushed by two groups of teenagers and just having to listen to all their inane teenage problems and then just having horrid flashbacks of being a teenager I scooted out of there as quickly as I could. Oh, that does sound like hell. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember, I think they did this last time, but at the park they had people in costume just walking around. Lots of clowns. There were three different clowns. There was one with a horn that kept coming up to Riley, which was pissing Tracy off, apparently. I did not know uh, that... And then there was one on a giant, like, elevated bicycle with Christmas lights all over it. And then there was one riding a kid motorcycle around like a juggalo. They all had juggalo vibes. Uh, but I think that's just how I feel about haunted house clowns. And they did have uh, people scaring kids in the line last year. Or oh, not last did. year, but the last time we went. Yeah. Wow, I do not remember much about that time we went before. Well, there's probably less attention on us since we didn't have a kid with us. Oh, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Uh, There was a witch that Destiny said she saw. When was this? Oh, I had a stare down with a witch. Uh, Goodness, it was right after the Hayrack ride when we had reunited with our friends uh, who didn't go on the ride. And... She was glaring at me, and I smiled at her, and she glared back at me, and I smiled at her, and then she glared, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, and she walked away. So that was fun. <laughs> well, I mean, like, she chose the wrong person to try and intimidate. Destiny loves witches and is a witch. <laughs> so uh, that's on her. But I love that encounter. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, We also had... Uh, photo op they had the giant you know the trendy viral giant skeletons and uh you could take photos in between them on a giant bench and uh one of the workers like stood behind us creepily in our photo yeah that was fun yes it was a ghost cowboy and he climbed up the back of the bench and photobombed our, our group photo, which was delightful. That's a verb I wanted to photobombed. Yes. <laughs> As for the actual ride itself, I really liked it this year. They change it up every year and they had an alien autopsy area with the return of the living dead Toxie coming out of a toxic container. And I thought that was... Uh, Tarman coming out of a toxic container. Toxie is toxic adventure. Anyway, and uh, I thought that was cool as shit. I love that. They had a giant UFO. Loved it. Yeah, all the day glow. Yeah. All the, like, <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, a tunnel with a bunch of lights in it. And, yeah, 
it was spooky. It was fun. Uh, lots of gunshots and um, loud firecracker noises. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the best part was... Uh, <laughs> so they're, they have people kind of like walk up alongside the trailers and scare you. And we were on the higher trailer, which is in front, which is the quote-unquote safer trailer... Because the back one is lower to the ground and the people will run, the, the horror people will run up into that trailer and just stalk you up and down the, the aisle, which is hysterical. But uh, we had like a scary scarecrow man. Uh, a scary scarecrow man. That was knocking <laughs> his axe uh, close to where we were sitting. And then the next thing I know, he has vaulted up and is leading over the railing, staring at Tracy, like, intently. And we're all, like, hysterically laughing. I pushed away from Tracy so fast, which shows how brave I am in those situations. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and uh, and then he went down. And I've never seen that happen before. And I felt bad for the people who were across from us because they were already having a hard time. And then that happened. And they did not seem pleased by by that. And then later... I'm sure they were in high school. Yeah, I think they were. And then after the ride, I found out that Tracy actually prompted him to to come up. Not by saying, like, come up, I dare you. But by just saying, you're too close, you're too close. And so he took that as incentive (laughs) to come even closer and just lean over. Also, he's Superman because it's a moving thing and it was high off the ground. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, I I wasn't sure how he got up there either. But it was so delightful because, like I said, they never usually do that on the front car. So to see that happen just made my whole night and I was just so delighted by that. And then knowing that Tracy pretty much prompted it to happen just made it even better. I left that I left that place with a huge smile smile on my face. I just had the best time. Yeah, I had a good time too. We had funnel cake. Yeah, we did. I got a funnel <laughs> cake. That was my prize for standing around those teenagers. And um, <laughs> we scarfed it down very quickly and uh, made our way into the night. And then we went over by the goats and horses, and they were all facing away from us, still as statues. They didn't look real. Yeah, it was really creepy. I'm sure they were all just sleeping, but it was just really creepy. It was. It was like, why aren't they moving? Yeah, too still. You're too still. And they were all facing away from us. Like, that was the other thing. So, yeah, we got... That was spooky. Yes, very spooky. But other than that, it was a it was a very successful haunted hay rack ride, and I'm glad we all went. And uh, and uh, I I hope to do it again in the future years because I quite enjoyed it. Me too. Always good to see friends and do goofy stuff together. Yeah, isn't it just? <laughs> <laughs> Well, Halloween is rapidly approaching, and we're having a Halloween party, and uh, we will post a picture of our Halloween costumes. I'm actually really excited for Destiny's because she kind of teased it at our last game night that she has almost all the pieces, and I'm like, what is it? What is it? I need to know. (laughs) It's not that elaborate. I just, I'm excited, I guess. I can't say I'm not excited. 
but yeah, no, I'm excited to see your costume. Yeah, my costume's pretty simple. I just went with something simple that I would be somewhat comfortable in for an entire night. So uh, that's where my yeah, brain that's the was. part I didn't think through. Oh, really? For mine, I <laughs> at least I think so. I'm gonna, I'll get back to you. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Don't know by Halloween. All right. But yes, uh, we, also, we are rapidly approaching the end of our weekly episodes, which makes me a little sad. Um, but we will have one final episode this October, and it will be actually released on Halloween Day, which is a Sunday. So that's very exciting. And um, on that episode, we are going to have questions with a witch. The witch's Ooh. destiny. It's just me. <laughs> Yeah. It's just me. I'm going to answer questions. And, uh... uh, They can be, uh... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say they can be uh, advice questions. They can be questions you've always wanted to know about witchcraft and paganism. They can be, uh... Just, you know, uh... Just anything you want to say to me. Okay. Within reason. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Don't ask her to, to... Uh, to curse your your ex because destiny won't do that or will she? <laughs> well, guess we'll find out. So yeah, you're on the edge of your seat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And you can find our show on abnormalmapping.com/badlandgirls. Email us at badlandgirls at gmail.com. Remember, which questions, other stuff. Tell us anything. Tell us what color your toes are right now. Are you missing a toe? Are you missing a finger? What's going on with your life? Yeah, what's going on with your feet? <laughs> are you taking care of your feet? Not in like a sex way, just in a general like, you gotta lotion them. Yeah. Are you lotioning your dry feet? Are they covered in dark that... scars from the f- mosquitoes that bit you there this summer like my feet are? Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Uh, and yeah, and then uh, check out Destiny on her other podcast, Repertory Screenings. Do you have a new movie? Yes, we are watching, um, shit, I think The Wages of Fear. Oh, I don't know what that is. It is a 1953 film uh, directed by Henri-Georges Clouseau. Clouseau. <laughs> I can't say French names. That's okay. But yeah, check that out when it drops. Uh, And uh, until next time, or until Sunday. (laughs) Always pizza pizza rolls. rolls. Boo, pizza rolls. Honk, honk.